Welcome to the K Podcast. We're going to have a fun time talking about sports, a little bit about life, but ultimately just getting away from the negativity of the world. If you do want to interact with us, we do have an email, the cave in Kansas, Kansas abbreviated 15 at gmail.com, all lowercase. Caves takes it to the next level. We're going to start with a quick prayer. Dear God, thank you for this week. Thank you for the opportunities you've given us to um, to reach out to other peoples, to make disciples uh, throughout the world, throughout the Topeka. We pray that you keep everybody safe this week and bring them back next week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to thank everybody who's been uh, watching and listening. Uh, we appreciate every everybody who's commented and talked to us about it. It means a lot. Dad joke of the week. Let's start it. Alrighty. I named my dog Six Miles so I could tell everybody I walk six miles every day. That's a good one. Yes, sir. Fitness jokes. Yeah. They're always good. You know, dad, dad's got to work out too. You know, somewhere, somehow. If I were to give you a million dollars right now, what would be the first thing you'd buy? So this wouldn't be a purchase, but I'll tell you my thing I'll buy after this. Yeah, pay off that student loans. So do that first, take care of that business, and then but first thing I would actually purchase, probably a nice little crib. Or buy me a Lambo. I I would definitely go to student loans, but if I'm talking about actual purchase. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I mean I started dreaming about college, I would purchase college for the next four years, but if I'm talking about a physical purchase, buying a PS5, to be honest with you. Don't look that. <laughs> Ain't no way. That's my first purchase. I just feel like I can't afford it right now. With a million dollars, that's like nothing. That's just a pocket change. With it's probably going to cost you a million dollars, PS5, anyways. To get it, yeah. You can go to eBay or no scammers scamming you for a yeah. million dollars. Yeah, probably. I wouldn't be surprised. All right, we're going to do our NFL record predictions, the pre-preseason predictions. Pre, you? Preseason. Preseason predictions. Who's going to go undefeated? In the preseason? You know, I think hey, I think it's Baltimore has been undefeated the last two years in preseason. And the preseason, you, you can never know who's going to go undefeated because it's like backups. So you just it's hard to tell. Who, who's going to just throw a name out there? All right. Atlanta. <laughs> I mean, they're gonna be trash. the worst team. So if they go undefeated, then then you heard, it's it, heard, be you heard it heard first. If you if they go undefeated, nobody talks. Eagles for anything. me. I'm go Eagles. That's a good one. They got got a good draft. Yeah, and a lot of young pieces. Don't I have no idea who they play actually. I I have no idea like any preseason games besides the Hall of Fame game I watch, which I don't think even counts as preseason. It does not does not count towards the preseason. Yeah, I, Jacksonville can still go undefeated. I mean, probably won't. Dude, they got they obliterated. Could. Didn't say they would. I just said they could. All right. We're going to go with the division winners. Okay. AFC, NFC. And then we're going to go down the line. We're not going to give you the records with division winners. We're just going to give you the teams. We'll give you the records when we go down the line for each conference. AFC East. Buffalo Bills. AFC West. Denver Broncos. AFC North. Cincinnati Bengals, AFC South, 
you got the Indianapolis Colts. Now, NFC East, you got the Cowboys. NFC West, the Rams. NFC North, Green Bay. NFC South, Tampa Bay. Those are the division winners for us this year. But we're going to go on now to the, the records, 1 through 15, 16. I apologize, 1 through 16 on who's going to make it each one. All righty. Yeah, Bills. There were, there were no ties. We're not like that. No. Everyone, Stingy. there's a winner and a loser. There is no, you walk in, there's a tie. I mean, everybody knows it's going to be a tie, but like predicting a tie is you just You can't like, predict that. That's that's just kind of wimpy, to be no. honest. All right. So, Bills were 13-4. and four. Denver, 12-5. And, and we got Bengals, 12-5. Colts, 10-7. The Chiefs twelve and five, Chargers twelve and five, Ravens eleven and six. Then these are, are we going to NFC now? You want to go? Just go down the AFC line. AFC Those line. are the playoffs. Those okay. are the playoffs. Now it's a playoff right there. And then here's people that did not make it: the Raiders ten and seven, Miami nine and eight, Titans nine and eight, Steelers eight and nine, Patriots eight and nine, Browns eight and nine. Jets six and eleven, Jaguars five and twelve, and yeah, Texans four and thirteen. We're gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with the AFC, the NFC now. Got first, the Rams eleven and six, Cowboys also eleven and six, Tampa Bay Buccaneers ten and seven, Green Bay's ten and seven, San Francisco's ten and seven, Philadelphia Eagles are ten and seven, the Vikings are ten and seven. That's the, for the playoffs. Then we get it to just miss the playoffs. We got the Saints at nine and eight, and the Cardinals nine and eight, and then the rest of the NFC. That uh, I mean, they, you could sneak in one of them. There's gonna be a lot of bad teams this it, year. It's just the AFC stack. So um, that starts with off the Lions at seven and ten, then the Panthers at five and twelve, the Commanders at five and twelve, the Bears at five and twelve, the Seahawks post Russell Wilson first year four and thirteen, the Falcons. Four and thirteen, and the Giants three and fourteen. Is it Drew Locke's season? Four and thirteen, must be a career high. Hey, what I'm what I'm hearing from uh, the Seahawks training camp, Drew Locke will be the starter, just because if he ends up doing even decent, he's a backup. You know, Geno Smith doesn't have much in the league left. So I saw a stat there. They're actually keeping like real stats in training camp. Someone posted. Drew Locke for the day was 18 of 27 with 185 yards and a touchdown. One touchdown. No interceptions. I mean, but 18. What, you say 18 for 27? Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right, so we're going to kind of go through the the records to kind of explain why we have them there. I mean, the Bills are. The Bills are the Bills. They're 13 or 4, top of the AFC. Favorite to win. There's the, the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Josh Allen's the favorite once again to win and of the MVP, and uh, there's just not a lot of holes in that team. So I feel like Bill's Mafia is going to mount up, carry them to the first seed, and definitely a biased answer. They'll ride in the playoffs. Number two seed, Denver Broncos. This one is going to get a lot of speculation, but anyone can win it in the West. It's really any of those teams, and nobody mm. would be like, oh, that's surprising. Yeah. But I feel like, uh, I mean, you had three teams at 12 5 in that division. But the Broncos end up on top. You know, Russell Wilson proves that he can 
he can make people better with those young wide receivers and their defense plays like they did last year. You know, maybe even better with Gregory on the field. So they get that two seed. The Bengals coming at the three seed, coming off the Super Bowl appearance, they all they did was improve. I mean, their whole line was the yep. best. I mean, the worst part of their team. And they got four new offensive linemen in free agency. Yep. Are we at Colts? 10-7. I like who they added. The biggest, not the biggest, was a big add to their team this year. Matt Ryan. Matty Ice. They're going, he's going to lead them to the playoffs. Maybe. Maybe get a playoff win. I don't know. We'll see. Then we got Chiefs. I mean, never count the Chiefs. They're always going to be in the playoffs. But they will. I don't think they'll make an AFC championship run, though. And then the Chargers, also 12-5. The Chargers, I feel like last year they were doing this. They were doing this uh, last year. Chargers, everyone's predicting them. And then, you know, they're the Chargers. They just choke every year. And then the Ravens. I don't think they've been in the playoffs last year. They will this year, though. Lamar, contract year. He's got to prove to him that they can win. He can get him to the playoffs. So now we look at the rest of the AFC that missed the playoffs. Look at it. Three teams, four teams that were in the playoffs last year that fell out in our predictions. Top of the top being um, the Las Vegas Raiders. Great team. Don't get me wrong. They're, you know, they got they upgraded with Devontae Adams. But with the stacked AFC, 10-7, and seven, it's just not good enough in our predictions. Yeah, for for uh, the teams in the AFC West, it's gonna matter. You have to win those division games because those are gonna be the boost for the games you don't play division games. Those are gonna be the ones where you walk in, you're like, we're in the toughest divisions, and you're just they're always gonna be the better team, whoever they face, besides their division opponents. But those division games are really important. And they those games are gonna must win. Almost a play, it's gonna be a playoff atmosphere every time they play. Yeah, they got it's just stacked out of it. I mean, everybody's looking forward to every game that those four teams will play against each other. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top. We got we obviously have our predictions, but you know, if you told me one of those teams goes up thirteen and four, I wouldn't be surprised to I'm, be honest with you. Like, okay. <laughs> the nine seed second team to miss it, the Miami Dolphins get a Tyreek Hill and um one of the most historic moves for the franchise. Five picks. But they still got Tua, I mean, in my opinion. First year head coach. I mean, he's a young coach too. We don't he's not a proven winner yet either. Muneer is the Denver Broncos head coach, but they got Russell Wilson. That's the difference between winning is you got Russell Wilson at quarterback and you got two at quarterback. Yeah, that's that's what of, gets you in the playoffs. There's a lot of locker room problems too. You talk about mm-hmm. uh, you talk about Stephen Ross, the owner, you know, throwing games on purpose. What that they proved it to be correct. So um, that you know the chemistry right now is probably not great around the organization. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a player, it's frustrating. I I get it. Um, so you know maybe the players rally together and turn a couple losses to into wins, but. Right now, we have them as 9-8 and eight in the ninth seed. Next one, Tennessee Titans. <laughs> Missed the playoffs after being the one seed 12-5 last year. 
Uh, it's it's rough cruising right now. Tannehill doesn't want to mentor. That, that's the problem. Everyone should feel welcome on the team, and it kind of feels like right now Malik Willis. I think he's wanted by like feels welcomed by the rest of the teammates. I, I don't know. I'm not gonna answer that for him, but if I were him, the Q, your the starting QB is basically saying I don't want to mentor you. Yeah, and that's You're hard. Take my job. That's good. That's a lot of causes a lot of problems in the locker room. Yeah, that that would. And plus, you lose two great wide receivers, Nate Brown and Julio Jones. I don't know how good Julio Jones is anymore, but he still produced last year. So, right now, Robert Woods is number one, and then everybody else. Who's coming off a torn ACL? Yeah, uh, so it's it's take time. It's uh, it, their defense is good enough to carry him a couple games. Derrick Henry is obviously Derek King Henry. Henry. He's yeah. gonna do what he does every year, but. I think without the loss of the weapons, they'll be it'll be struggled getting into this loaded AFC. Mm-hmm. The 11 seed, Pittsburgh Steelers, a little high for some people with the QB situation. I mean, they just put Kenny Pickett as their third string in their depth chart this week. Oof. I mean, they drafted 20. They aren't feeling so good, are, are they? Yeah. So, um, I think they're a good team. I mean, they're one of the top defenses again. Yeah. But with the struggles on offense with offensive line and not knowing a QB, plus they lose Juju, uh, didn't really replace them. It's going to be rough for them. They fall out of the playoffs. It'll be actually their first losing season under Mike Tomlin, and he's been around for a good amount of years. Yeah, decent. Now I go to the 12 seed. We have the Patriots falling out of the playoffs. Did they get much worse? A little bit. They lost J.C. Jackson. And uh, Nikhil Harry in a trade, but Buffalo. you know when everybody else got better and you didn't, that's the difference. Yep, they still got Bill Belichick, but he's not enough to carry a team. You you know coaches are important. Don't get me wrong, but without the players, coaches don't matter as much. Are uh, we at the Browns? We're at the bottom four in the AFC. There's just too much going on with the Browns right now. I feel like everyone's. Is Deshaun going to play? How many games is he suspended? And now Kareem Hunt wants out, which sounds like the Browns are like, no, we're not trading you. Like, you're your key piece to our offense when he's a backup. Yeah, they got a heavy run game, so it's not ideal for to lose your your second-best running back, who could arguably top 20 running back in the league. So, And there's just a lot of tension in the locker room. You just don't know. Brissett's... Brissett's the starter right now, obviously, for the first six weeks, but... He's backed up some good quarterbacks, though. He has, and I think he, he, he can get them to a decent record, but I don't think it's enough to pull them into the, the AFC rounds. Like, you look at starting quarterback, Brissett, and then you look at the playoff quarterbacks. Josh Allen. Josh Allen's better. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is obviously better. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's better. Justin Herbert. He's better. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's better. Lamar Jackson, he's better. If you don't have a top 10 QB in the league, you're not going to do anything in the playoffs. Get to the playoffs. Not in this AFC. No. AFC is just overpowered. Alrighty, next we got the Jets. They do improve, but they're still losing season, and it's okay. AFC stacked right now. It's not their time. And at 6-11, that's a successful season. For them, I would to say, yeah, I like. And they the, still get a top pick too. I like the pieces they added in their draft. Um, they definitely are headed in the right direction. I can say that, but um, 
maybe you know a couple years ago they go it's a little bit over 500 right under 500 but it's a stacked AFC and uh they're young so they're not gonna have as much experience I think you know in a couple years maybe you talk about them in the playoffs but not this year and then we have the Jaguars next at 15 I was watching their interviews after Raiders after the Hall of Fame game and I think they have the right mindset they know they're not going to playoffs they know they just have to get better and they're a young team and the head coach is with that too obviously he took the job he knows what he knows what's going to happen Trevor Lawrence said I just need to be more confident I need to you know help hope the team help the team win and he's they're not out there to play the playoffs but they go 5 and 12 and I that again I think that's a good season for them that's a good measurement and say let's get better from here I think uh last year yeah they they got the first pick again I don't think that's all on the team I mean coaching staff was not ideal you upgraded coach and and uh for old Eagles coach and you know maybe that 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 builds the rebuild starts to rebuild in the right direction they got the first pick who in the hall of fame game looked pretty good started off with the flag in the first play but Walker made an impact. Trevon Walker from yep. Georgia made an impact right away, so that's a good sign. And I think Trevor Lawrence could take a next step. I mean, he had more interceptions and touchdowns this year, last year, so he can definitely improve. Yep. Last one's gonna be short and sweet. It's Texans four and thirteen. No one expects much for them, so they're easily the worst team in the NFL. All right, moving on. NFC. We're gonna start with the reigning Super Bowl champs, L.A. Rams. And they go eleven and six. I we couldn't. We decided that we can't bash on them. I mean, they lost Von Miller. They lost a key piece of their defense, but they brought back Aaron Donald, and they got Cooper Cup, and they also got the quarterback Matthew Stafford. I think who's un- very underrated. But I couldn't go. We can't go like ten and seven or uh, nine and eight with them. I mean, they're Super Bowl champs, so. Yeah, it felt like a, a team that, you know, you wouldn't be surprised to go 13-4, 12-5, yeah. at the same time, with the pieces they lost, you know, they got their left tackle retired and Andrew Wentworth, and uh, maybe you also wouldn't be surprised to hear they go, you know, 8-9, and nine, so, but they're still the reigning Super Bowl champions, and they deserve to get that one seed. All right, next we had uh, Cowboys. This one was a tough one because I really wanted to pay the Eagles the same record as the Cowboys but uh, you know it's Cowboys they got Dak if Elliott can have a healthy season and be like in the league an RB5 or something top 10 league get back to good form they could I think they can go 11-6 and do they make a deep playoff run no I think uh, losing Amari Cooper a lot of people were upset about it but I think it's actually the best thing they can do for their team. Um, Amari Cooper brought a lot of locker room issues, and if he, since he wasn't getting as many targets with C.D. Lamb there, it caused a lot of tension. Obviously, I don't think that means they're going to the Super Bowl like all Cowboys fans every year. But <laughs> yeah, they 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 can finish with 11 and six record and be okay. Yeah. All right. Next, we got the Tampa Bay Tampa Bay. All right. Already, and uh, they go ten and seven. I mean, you can't count Tom Brady out. It's the same thing as the Chiefs. 
is who's that quarterback and who's going to lead them. And now they just signed, uh, they got Mike Evans back, Chris Godwin back, and they just signed Kyle Rudolph. But they also, this last, I think it was a week and a half ago, Julio Jones. Now he's not his, you know, Falcons days, but he can get you 800 yards in a season, I would say. not He's not 1,000 yards anymore, but he can get you there, and he's going to help a lot. It kind of feels like when they brought in Antonio Brown, they're like, he's a missing piece. And then, of course, everything happened. Got kicked off, or he left. Julio Jones is kind of that replacement. Like, he's going to help us a lot. And then especially when you're the you got the fourth best, third or fourth best corner on you. I mean, he's not, he's, like I said, he's not going to get you 1,000 yards, but you put a third or fourth best corner on Julio Jones, he's going to make you look silly, so... I'm I'm a little worried about their running game though. I mean, Leonard Fournette showed up, big boy, way overweight. It's a big boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, coaches were not happy about that. But and they still then, got that defense. Yeah, they their defense is crazy. Next, we got uh the reigning MVP, the Packers, ten and seven. There's a lot of ten and seven teams in the NFC, but there's also once you get down to around the eleven seed, there's a lot of bad teams. And it's just because. There's a difference right now this year, I feel like. There's good teams, and then there's not a mediocre. There's just your bat. And the Green Bay, um, there's a lot of talk around them. Will Green, will Aaron Rodgers be able to make the next wide receiver, next Devontae Adams out of a wide receiver there? Uh, or will he not be able to have any weapons, and that affects his, his season? So 10-7 felt like a good place for them right now. Uh, they could definitely go twelve and five if he, if he proves to you know improve his wide receivers and make them look good. Or they could definitely go seven and ten because they don't have any weapons if he doesn't you know get chemistry with these guys. So they still got a good defense to get them a couple wins and Aaron Rodgers still the MVP. It's Aaron Rodgers. Duke can sling the ball. Alrighty, next up, kind of a sleeper I would say, uh, 49ers. 10 and 7 again. Their defense, of course, top notch. And then they got a new quarterback. They don't got Jimmy Caroppolo or some rookie. They got a second year, Trey Lance, who a lot of people I, I would I would say are sleeping on him. But he he can sling the ball. You talk about let's emphasize second year. I mean how many second-year quarterbacks that you know started their first game go off? Because well, Patrick Mahomes did. Patrick Mahomes definitely. Lamar Jackson won his MVP his second year. Yeah. Josh Baker. Allen improves. Baker Mayfield to the playoffs second. No, no, no. <laughs> that's not a comparison. <laughs> and uh, the San Francisco scheme has been the same since Shanahan's been there. Yeah. It's run the ball. And that gives opportunities for Trey Lance to get pressure off of him. He's not going to be vocalized as much because they're going to be running the ball a lot. But uh, he can make big-time throws with with a big-time arm, and he's athletic enough to run. They don't need to run the ball, though. They got Debo, Brandon Ayuk. He's running the and ball. Of course. George Kittle. They can all run the ball. Might as well run it with him. Yeah, put him behind Trey Lance. Put him at running back. All George three Kittle. of them. All three of them. He'll be fine. Yeah. Number six 
seed, we have the Philadelphia Eagles. We talk about it was hard not putting them above the Cowboys, but it just felt like the pieces weren't there yet. Yeah. They're close. I like Jalen Hurts, actually, like at quarterback. He's kind of a he, – he's very mobile, obviously, but I kind of like him as a – it's going to be a reach out. It's going to be Russell Wilson. That's he's he's mobile, but he, he can also sling it though too. That, that's, mm. I told you he was going to reach. I guess we'll find out though this year. It might come back to haunt you. It, it probably will. You know, but they upgraded their wide receiver core with AJ Brown. He's a he's a playmaker. He you know the difference between a p- good playoff team to get to the playoffs in the regular season and somebody who can make a deep run is a playmaker. Doesn't matter what sport it is. And I think AJ Brown could be that guy for the Eagles. He's gonna he can make big plays and big moments, and that's what it takes to win. Our next one is most people would have like di- division winner this year, the Vikings. I would say the Vikings don't win division. Uh, it's a bust year. I mean, look at the Packers. They don't have anything. Like they lost, all they have is Aaron Rodgers. And if they don't win, uh, not a good year for them. And it feels like every year they're just reloading. Just, just. I mean, they got the roster, they got weapons on the offense, and they got a good defense. Not, it's not top ten defense. Don't get me wrong, but it's good enough for you to be to be a division winner. Mm-hmm. And when you have a, a player, if if Dalvin Cook's healthy, he's a great running back. We can't forget he's that wide receiver. If Kirk Cousins doesn't play any prime time games, he's a great quarterback. You know, you put him in a primetime game, maybe he, you know. Yeah, Justin, Jeff- you yeah, Justin, uh, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, and that, that, that's that's what you talk about. Justin Jefferson can make plays. Adam Thielen can make plays. Dalvin Cook out of the backfield. And even the backup, Madison, I like him a lot. Yeah. So they, they're they a team that can, won't make a run necessarily, but they, they could definitely win the division. Next we got Saints. That James at quarterback, so, you know. Probably 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions season again coming our way. And then the off season, he gets his eyes fixed, which is questionable. But, uh, yeah, I, I see him going 8-9. Just a mediocre season. Just missed the se- uh, playoffs. You got to go 10-7 in the NFC to make the playoffs. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe with that eye surgery, he'll be able to actually, you know, see his receivers. I mean, they got Michael Thomas back. Michael Thomas is a playmaker. Slant boy, be running them slants. You think he'll still play the way he was? Top performance, or if he runs slants, I think it'll be fine. No, anybody can do that. Well, that's what he did, and he he looked good. I think that um, it was the right move to put Jameis at quarterback over Taysom Hill. Yeah. No, no offense to Taysom Hill. That I love the Swiss Army knife. But he has a, he has a good role. It, the role he had was perfect. Was, yeah, was, was perfect. It's just he's not a, he's not a guy that's set up starting quarterback. He just says it's almost like wasting talent to yeah. put him at starting quarterback because he can do so many things. Alrighty, yeah, Cardinals. Kyler Murray gets hot the first half of the season. You know what happens at second half? Garbage. Every year. Yep. They, I think they go. They gotta go again. They go into the playoffs in the NFC. Gotta go ten and seven. You gotta have you have to win, and for them, they're not winning in the conference. I mean, you, you gotta win the conference first, and take care of business on the road too. 
and they don't do it this year. Especially with DeAndre Hopkins, he's got those six games. It's going to be hard without him and when he comes back. You know, who knows if he comes back in full healthy shape and ready to play. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe the roids would make him look a little better than he was. How long is he doing the roids? Nobody knows. Well, I mean, Kyler Murray, of course, had that contract thing problem of he has to have yeah. four hours. It's a, it's something that you start to question, like, is he really committed? Um and I know the team removed it, but it's too late at that point. When you have a, it's out there. Well, if you have to put it in there, yeah, you shouldn't be giving that guy contract like that. Mm-hmm. Next, we got the Lions going at seven and ten. The Lions seven and ten. It's almost like winning a Super Bowl. That's that's one of the best records since Matthew Stafford, Calvin Johnson, Megatron. Yeah, they're the same thing with the Jets. They are uh, they're making the right moves, and. They will be there. Not this year, but they will be there. I wonder what their record is. Like, if they win on Thanksgiving, what's their record? It's like for the year. That's it's true. Be, it definitely be different. Like, honestly, I, don't, I mean, I don't watch the Lions on Thanksgiving, but. Shout out to all the Lions fans. You know, the two of you that are actual Lions fans. Yeah. Then we're going to go to 11 scene. It's where you know the shaky teams come in. Well, the next three teams are five and twelve. I mean, it's just terrible. And we're just you know I'm not gonna talk about all three of them the same because there's not enough to talk about for any of them. <laughs> the Panthers, the Commanders, the Chicago. I'll name one fact about each team. Chris McCaffrey's out for the year, th- three weeks in. Commanders are a joke based on their name alone. The Bears get rid of their top weapon, can't replace them. That's a joke. Move then, on. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got Seahawks. Obviously, they're in rebuild mode. I mean, Drew, according to Drew Locke's uh, conference, they're in the playoffs. I mean, uh, I'm a Denver fan. And Drew Locke was on Denver. Love the man. Dude, you can't be that dumb. You got to look at your team. I think uh, it really showed. I mean, this is one of the first times that – you know, you always see a team commit to it. I mean, Bobby Wagner still put up 100 tackles last year, and he's gone. He cut him. They cut him. They didn't even trade him. They didn't even trade him. Russell Wilson gets traded to the Broncos for young pieces and draft picks. Yep. Essential to a rebuild. So, um, I, I like to see uh, a team that knows that, that you know, their, their window was closed. And right now, it definitely – you know, it's just not a stacked NFC, but I don't even think with Russell Wilson they they make a huge impact. Uh, so if you commit to the rebuild, you know the next couple drafts may be good for you, and you can be back in a couple years. Yeah, uh, the Falcons are next, and they're in the same situation. They're just get yeah, on Ridley because you know he was gambling, and uh, but they they got the QB in their draft. If does he turn out well, I guess we'll find out. But they're still in rebuild mode. Next couple drafts, they're good drafts. They, they should be back into playoff shape. And I like the, the young pieces they got with Kyle Pitts, A.J. Terrell. Uh, Desmond Ryder could be one of those young pieces. Calvin Ridley, if he's not gambling, could be one of those young pieces. There's, there's, they have cornerstone guys that if you build around them can make you get into the playoffs. They just got to continue to rebuild. Next team. Last team. They might as well not have a quarterback and just put Saquon Barkley in wildcat formation and just let him do him. 
because they got Daniel Jones. The Giants, they're terrible. It's you know I think I saw a stat. It was like the last six weeks of last season, they didn't have a single passing touchdown. Yeah, not a single passing touchdown. Um, Danny Dimes, they you know they thought. You know, let's go. Let's go hire the guys who turned Josh Allen, the project of Josh Allen, into an MVP. Um, I'm just gonna tell them straight up: Danny Dimes is not Josh Allen, and I don't want to hear that blasphemy. Okay, Danny Dimes might be fast, but that man will stumble all over your franchise. I saw a video. I was scrolling through TikTok. All right, I saw a video of them. It was like white versus blue scrimmage, whoever. Danny Dimes threw a check down pass. You know, check down passes, you know, it's supposed to be easy, right? Dude threw 10, 10 feet over his head. No, Nobody was pressuring him. Oh, like, dude, you're in the NFL. You're supposed to be the like, top athlete in the world. And you can't make a check down pass. That, you're not going anywhere. You're not even going to be a backup in the league. All right, we're going to move to MLB. We had. Finished up the uh, trade deadline last week and a huge trade. Talked about it all for the whole, basically a whole month before that. Juan Soto goes to the Padres. Padres definitely won the trade. You see, uh, Juan Soto so far has played four games, three runs, five hits, three, three walks, I think 357 since joining the Padres. And he's a great player. But also, the fear and impact pitchers have facing him, he, he he's just getting on base like crazy. Well, he's a generational player, right? Generational bat. Fielding is all right. He has an arm. Can't field, though. Uh, that whole team, though, can hit. I mean, can't count them out. Now, they're not all generational players. That would be a crazy payroll. But that gener- getting Juan Soto... Just boosted their odds getting the World Series, and I like I like them a lot actually. I'll I'll pick them to go to the World Series. Yeah, and they got hot. They, if you get a, get those players, you, you get some chemistry. They can get hot at the right time and make a run. And they're a team that can make a run because they have the pitching, they have the hitting. They added a bullpen on a closer, Josh Hader, one of the top closers in the league. MLB, who's hot and who's not for this week? Yes, we got two per category because it's been that kind of time. You know, after the All Star break, the t- Teams start to show their true colors. So what's your separation? Hear? Alrighty. Now who's hot? We got the Dodgers and Cardinals, both on a seven-game winning streak, both nine and one in their last ten. And the Cardinals coming off a big series versus the Yankees. That was a good series. I watched some of that. That was awesome. And then also Dodgers uh, this weekend was playing the Padres. That that was a fun one too. Uh, but yeah, those two teams are hitting the ball, fielding well, they're doing everything they can to win. All right, who's not? Washington Nationals, and then we just mentioned them, the Yankees. The Yankees are. I saw a stat where they're like twenty-one and twenty-one. Since I can't remember what date it was, but yeah, they they got out very hot. They're like forty-nine, fifteen, and then they went twenty-one and twenty-one. They're just not finding their stride right now and they better find it here soon if they want to go to World Series because right now would be the time to get hot. Dodgers and Cardinals are hot and they're finding it. And that NL is 
it's tough because you got Dodgers and the Cardinals are now if they keep stay hot that'll be a good team to watch out for you also got the Padres too three teams that could easily go to World Series all right we're going to the Royals recap this week they had a four and three record this week it was a great week it's a it's in a you can see the improvement uh, we talked I mean it was a couple weeks ago we were talking about something had to be changed they didn't make a lot enough they didn't make as many as they were talking about the changes in the uh, trade deadline but we we here's the thing we we've mentioned this on a podcast before a couple weeks ago when they went to Toronto we had like 16 guys out or something like that but one of our key pieces was Whit Merrifield I I think this is but he was having problems you know with the clubhouse basically saying this team's not going to win I play meaningless games to me, that's toxic in the locker room. It's almost it's cancer in the locker room. They removed it, and that, you see in these games, the guys are just feel more loose. It could be because the trade deadline's over. They know they're with the team for the year, the rest of the year. But I just think there's more energy on the field. The guys, there's more youth on the field. They want to play. I feel like Mary Maryfield's getting up there in age. Yeah, he just wanted to contend at this yeah. point. For him, he wanted to continue. Wants to win, and with the Royals right now, it's it's not right now. It's gonna be a couple years from now. With the the Royals right now, they're they're young. It's fun to watch. It's been a while. Like I this whole week, this last week, I watched all the Royals games. It was really fun to watch. But before that, I I couldn't watch more than like three innings. But the youth is there. The excitement's there. You can see it, Manathini. Before, I've had I've been on and off on the hot seat with him. I didn't like we need to fire him. There's sometimes like I don't know like he seems like the right guy for the job. Mancini though, I, right now I'm gonna I'm just gonna stick with right now. Mancini I think keeps the job for next year too. There's some other pieces that need to be changed though I would think for us to move on and contend in the future. But Mancini I like a lot. The youth is there. It kind of feels like a uh, 2011, 2012, where the young uh, Hosmer, the Stockus, those guys came up. The the youth came up and they were fired up to play. Like, you give a young guy a chance to play, their it's their dream. They want to play. And they're playing well though too. They don't take that away from them. And they it's just this different energy on the field that and uh, players are excited. I mean, I haven't seen this much home runs in the last in this week than I have in the last month. You know, it's 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 a big exciting. ballpark too. So you talk about the couple of key factors. I mean, the young bloods are starting to play and they're heating up, and that's that's important for this. You know, I feel like we're starting to get to see the the end of the light of the tunnel, the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And then a couple more. Eric Cosmer gets his long lost return to the K. Uh, he, he deserved his his ovation. I mean, very much for yeah. what he did to for mm-hmm. the Royals and uh, didn't you mean he had three warning track hits. You know, maybe their home runs every other stadium, but we got Michael A. Taylor. So, but he didn't learn his lesson though. He just he kept to Michael A. Taylor. He's just that, a, he's a gold, gold glove. glove. Yeah, he's he's out there in the field. You have Nick Prado with his walk off home run, second home run of the season. I mean, it just felt you could feel it. You know, in the air when Nick Prado walked up, something was special was about to happen, and it did. Yeah, it was awesome seeing, and that's hard, dude. Dead center. 410 is dead center. 424 is what he hit. Yeah, that is hard. Dude. That's a big 
And the Kauffman Stadium is hard to hit a home run in. And for him to do that, and the celebration after is awesome too. The Royals Player of the Week. Give I'm gonna give the honorable mentions before Jonathan gives the the uh, winner. But the honorable mentions: Salvador Perez and Nick Prado. Uh, Salvador has been hot since returning, and he's just that guy lately. Um, you know we have we have a couple young pieces, but Salvador looks good, and Nick Prado, walk off home run. He's been playing good ever since. Yeah. So for Salvi, it's, uh, as a Friday night. He was on pace for, since he's been back from injury from the IL with, uh, I think it was his finger. He was on pace for 93 home runs and 301 RBIs. If the season started when he came back, that dude was on that tear. And then, of course, this was Saturday night. I found this tweet from the Royals Farm Report. It was the last 15 games, MJ Melendez was back, uh, OPS 867. Nick Prado, four, seven four nine. Bobby Witt was seven three six, and Salvi would be eight seven nine OPS. All those are OPS. I mean, dudes are crushing the ball. And then of course, I mean, when we played uh, let's see, it was a Friday night, no Saturday night. The Royals played the Red Sox. It was four, five to four. Three of our rookies hit a home run. I mean, the youth is there. We, we got it. We found it. We got to build from it. And then, of course, let's move on to our player of the week, MJ Melendez. He's been leading off a lot lately. He has 66 plate appearances. He's batting 283 with on-base percentage of 333. Three, uh, three, three. And then also, since All-Star break, he's also, he's just been hot since All-Star break, batting a 297. He's been really good, you know, this last week. Here's here's the stats for the last week. Six runs, eight hits, three home runs, four walks, ten RBIs. He had six RBIs Sunday versus the Red Sox and a thirteen to five win. Hey everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Cave. We'll be back next week after uh, another week of sports. Thank you to everybody who listened and have a good week. Peace.